This is Mr. Biz Radio, sponsored by Capital Plus. Over the next half hour, Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth, a two-time national best-selling author and leading business advisor, will cover topics that help business owners operate their businesses more profitably and more efficiently. If you're ready to take your business to the next level, this program is for you. And now, here's Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth. All right. Welcome to another show of Mr. Biz Radio. Me, Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth, and we are brought to you, of course, by the good folks at Capital Plus. Capital Plus removes the hassles of balancing cash flow, and it is a hassle, by becoming your full-service credit and collections department. They are seriously really cool service where they manage your AR for you. You don't have to worry about any of that stuff. Um, highly recommend you guys check out the, check out what they have to offer. Go out to capplus.com forward slash Mr. Biz or give them a call at 855-522-3951. All right, so uh, you are stuck with me today. Today we've got a Mr. Biz only no guest show, but we are going to talk about something I haven't really talked about uh, in its entirety before on a show, and that is I, I have what I call my three pillars of financial success. And uh, I use these with each and every one of my clients. So when I start with a client, every single one of my clients I start with, we start with these three pillars. These three pillars are absolutely critical to the foundation, the, the financial foundation for your company. Now, some of the, some of the, some of my clients I start working with, they are right off the bat, you know, maybe two of the three, they're pretty rock solid in. We don't have to put a lot of effort into those. And maybe that third one needs some effort. Um, and some of them need help in all three, and we have to spend a lot of time in all three. But these three are critically important. You got to get these down, nailed down as the foundational success, uh, financial success of your company. And those three are probably wondering, drum roll, please, cash flow, shocker, right? Cash flow is the first one. You don't have cash, you don't have business. Uh, budgeting, the nasty B word. And the third one is pricing. And so what we're going to do is we're going to talk, and I'm going to cover each one of these in each segment of the show today. So um, if by chance you don't want to hear about cash flow and you want to hear about budgeting, um, I, I, I don't want you to do this. But, you know, you can hop back on for the second segment. But <laughs> um, but no, so what we're going to do is we're going to talk through each of these. I'm going to, I'm going to have to keep it you know, obviously fairly concise, but I'm going to give you not only why it's one of my three pillars and why it's so critically important uh, to your success, but also give you some tips on how to optimize the, each of those three different pillars and how to make sure that you are really operating at the right level you need to. And I'll give you, again, a handful of tips for each one of those that'll be hopefully pretty impactful and you can be able to, uh, you know, get up the curve pretty quickly. And it'll help you determine, holy crap, do I need some help with this or do I not? Uh, maybe you're the business that needs help in all three or one of the three or two of the three, et cetera. So um, with that said, let's talk about cash flow. And again, you guys have been listening to the show for a long time. I've heard me talking about cash flow a whole bunch of times because, again, as I say all the time, without cash, you don't have a business. So obviously, that's where we start. Um, very, very important. However, uh, and I've given this stat out a bunch of times. It's in both of my books. Um, but eighty two U.S. Bank did a study, 82% of business failures. So everyone hears the statistics, right, about business failures and how many make it this many years, et cetera, et cetera. But of businesses businesses that fail 82% of the time that failure is due to a cash flow challenge. So that just goes to show you how massively important cash flow is. Again, you don't have cash on a business. And what I like to do is I like to flip the script as I, as they say and if you nail down cash flow and your cash flow is rock solid, 
think about it. You've covered 82% of the reasons that businesses fail. So you don't, now you don't have to worry about their 18%. So think about it that way. If you get this one down, this pillar, cash flow, then you've substantially increased your chances of surviving as a business. Um, and again, there's, a, there's you know, the other 18% you still have to worry about, but still you're, you're, you're four fifths of the way there of, of, of not of avoiding that, uh, that failure situation. So the first thing we need to do is, and I've talked about again this before, but you need to shorten what I call your your payable receivable cycle. And what I mean by that, in a nutshell, is when you're paying for your your the services you get from outside vendors, the raw materials you get, if you you create widgets, et cetera, if you produce things, you manufacture things, and then when you receive money in the door, because that's one of the things that a lot of times that people don't understand about cash flows. You could ha- actually, and I know it sounds crazy. You could have net income but have cash flow problems. Uh, on the flip side, you could be losing money on the PN, on your uh, profit and loss statement but not have cash flow problems. And again, we don't have time during this segment to go through all those. And you can go back and check. I've talked about cash flow on the, on the um, show many, many times before. You can hear some different examples. And again, I've outlined those in both of my books as well. Um, so there's a lot of resources out there to check that out. But you shorten that receivable payable cycle. So you want to make sure that, again, as you're getting money in, it has to do with money in your bank account as cash flow. Um, think about it that way. Don't worry about the P&L. Don't think about it. Think about money going when it goes comes into your bank account and when it goes out of your bank account. That's the simplest form and, and thought process or analogy for cash flow. And along those lines, you want to make it as easy as possible for people to pay you. And of course, the first way to do that is to accept credit cards. Now, a lot of folks, when I tell them that, they say, well, no kidding, you know, thanks for that uh, newsflash there, Einstein. However, I'll tell you that latest statistics show, and I just actually looked this up within the last week, there's still one-third of small businesses do not accept credit cards. And I know that sounds crazy in today's day and age in 2020, but that is the most recent statistic that a third of small businesses still do not accept credit cards, and it's just a huge mistake. Um you know, pay that fee. Don't be afraid to pay that fee. Um, very important. It makes it easy again for people to pay. And, and frankly, in today's day and age, people expect you to accept credit cards. When you don't, you probably lose business from it because you know people just expect that. Uh, on the flip side, use credit card. Get a corporate credit card. And I've talked about this many times, but it's very powerful. You know, think of that that shortening that payable receivable cycle is using a corporate credit card to pay for something. Say you get raw material on. Day one, you make your widgets, you sell them within, let's call it two or three weeks. You've got the money in the door. You've got a net 30 invoice. So follow me on this one. It's easy to do on a whiteboard. But So you bought the raw material on day one. They give you an invoice. It's due in 30 days. On day 29, pay with a credit card. Now you've just extended that payment term out another, you know, depending on when your billing cycle is for your credit card, another 30 to 45 days, meaning that between the time you purchase that raw material and when you ha- the cash actually comes out of your bank account, not on the credit card, because that's, again, that's not cash out, comes out of your bank account, when you have to pay that balance off that credit card, it's 60 to 75 days. So, And in the meantime, you've made the widget and sold it and have the money in your bank account. So you have definitely done a really good job in that scenario of, of, of improving uh, and optimizing your cash flow. So very, very important. A- another thing I'll mention is fast invoicing. Um, invoicing is a big pain in the neck, I know, and some people delay it and because they don't want like to do it. They procrastinate. That is the worst mistake you can make. The faster you can invoice, the better. Like when I work with service companies, 
what I recommend and what I push hard for, and if we don't have the capabilities, we get we get to where we have the capabilities of instant invoicing. So let's say we have a, a, an HVAC company and we go out and we do a service call at your house. I want to while I'm oh, I want my tech while he's standing in the kitchen to to email you the invoice, so he can ask you right then and there. Hey, do you have any questions? Take a look at that. A, did you get the email? Right, so you you get get past that stumbling block. B, do you have any questions? And then you can answer the questions, and more than likely what they're going to do while they have pulled up is they're going to pay you right then and there. So your tech hasn't even left the driveway, and you've already been paid. Um, so obviously makes a huge difference in your cash flow. So that, uh, can, again, we were running out of time here, but that is the first pillar and my three pillars of financial success, cash flow. Some of those tips you may have heard before, uh, hopefully some of them you haven't, um, as far as being able to help you and make, make an impact for you really quickly. And again, we just had to kind of scratch the surface on some of those. But come back after the break for the Mr. Biz Tip of the Week. Business owners have a continually growing to-do list with little time for revenue-producing activities. With Check Off Your List and their experienced team of virtual assistants, you can focus on growing your business. Visit checkoffyourlist.com to learn how Check Off Your List's skilled team can handle your day-to-day tasks like social media, bookkeeping, calendar maintenance, and much more. Contact Check Off Your List at checkoffyourlist.com or call 888-262-1249 to see how their virtual assistants can help you live to work rather than work to live. Thank you for being a Mr. Biz Solution subscriber and listening to B2B Radio. Would you like to have your business highlighted in this spot? You can reach our entire subscriber base, all of Mr. Biz Nation, every week and archive for future listeners. We can record your very own spot to highlight your business, and you can also use it anywhere else you want, including your website or social media. If you are interested, please email us at info at MrBizSolutions.com. Don't hesitate, because there are limited spots available. To submit questions to the show, email them to info at MrBizSolutions.com. Now, once again, here's Mr. Biz. All right. Welcome back to Mr. Biz Radio. And it's time for the Mr. Biz Tip of the Week. And this week's tip, flip over here, uh, is start with yes. With ideas, customers, employees, etc. Think of how it can work, not how it will not work. And uh, again, some of this sounds obvious when you say it out loud, but this happens all the time. I see it in businesses I work with. I saw it in my corporate career. Um, and you know you, you know who you are if you're a person that does this. But you, and if you're not, and I know you recognize folks you've worked for or worked for or with that um, as soon as you bring up something new, the first thing they want to do is tell you why it won't work. Um, instead of saying, gosh, we've never done that before, and that would be really challenging, but let's figure out how the heck we can make it work. Um, big difference in mindset there. So definitely make sure you're doing that. Start with yes. And I should mention you're listening again, obviously, to Mr. Biz Radio, brought to you by Capital Plus. And Capital Plus unlocks your capital and unleashes your business potential. They create customized financial solutions for growing businesses nationwide. All right. So let's get to that second pillar of financial success, and that is budgeting. And uh, the first thing I'll say about budgeting, and I've said this before and I say it all the time, I feel like I can tell I'm blue in the face, but I think budgeting gets a bad word. That's why I always joke and say it's the B word. But because a lot of folks, when I say the word budget, they think of it in the same way that most people think about when you say the word diet. If I tell you you have to go on a diet, you think, oh, crap, I got to drink water and eat lettuce and, you know, something extreme. 
when in fact that's not the case, even with a budget or with a diet, you might be in a situation where you're trying to gain weight. I know in my powerlifting career, when I was moving up weight classes, I would actually be eating a ton of food. It was a diet. You know, diet's just a plan, an eating plan. In most cases, for most people, that means you're trying to lose weight, but sometimes it can mean gaining. And the budget is in the exact same way. You might be in growth mode for your business, which in, in that case, you know, you might be taking all, and reinvesting all your profits. You might be, uh, you know, s- spending like crazy, investing in the business. So you got first of all, you got to change your mindset. Budget, a budget is absolutely critically important. I, I'll tell you how important it is for me. So I've got, you know, twenty plus years of experience doing this, and I am to the point now. I will not take on a new client if they don't want to have a budget. If he's, if an owner he or she says, "Yeah, we don't need a budget," I say, "Well, here's the thing. That's a deal breaker for me. You have to have a budget." If you don't want to have a budget, then I'm not your guy. Um, that's how important it is. That's how much of a deal breaker it is for me. And here's here's some reasons why. So a, a budget allows you the ability to measure um, yourself against goals as you're going through the year. Um, and so quick example of that, I had a, uh, a client that it was a prospect at the time, and, and I've actually been working with him for several years now. But as I was having a call with him and asking him, I was like, hey, you know, how are you doing this year? And it was August. And he said, well, I think we're doing pretty good. Okay, well, as a numbers nerd, to a numbers nerd, we're doing pretty good means like nothing, right? So give me some numbers. How are you doing versus budget? And he's like, ah, well, we, we, we don't really have a budget. You could tell he was very sheepish about it. He didn't want to admit he didn't have a budget. And I said, okay, well, that's okay. But so how are you trending versus your, what's your revenue goal for the year? And I don't remember what it was. Let's say it was $2 million. Uh, yeah, $2 million is our goal. Okay, how how are you doing versus that? Uh, we're uh, pretty good, pretty good. Of course, he had no idea, right? And that's part of it. And, and again, some of you may say, "Well, I would know. I would know. I'm in a million six. Okay, but is that good enough? And what I mean by that is, do you have seasonality built into it? And we'll talk about that in just a minute. Um, but so that example, very very important and demonstrates so you know exactly where you're at. Um. Every business that I've worked with, and almost none of them have had uh, budgets in the past, the first year when we implement a budget, so maybe this will give you some encouragement as well and show you how important it is, every single business without fail that I've worked with and we implemented a budget, the first year we had a budget, they had record results. I'm not kidding. I'm not making that up. That is how important it is. It creates accountability, and it you again, you're able to measure as you go, and you only improve what you measure. And let me give you an example. So let's say that revenue example, um, and make it, let's make it simple. Let's say your revenue goal for the year is a million two. So most people, when they're putting together budget, would say, okay, a million two, I'm going to divide that by 12, so I need $100,000 in each month, right? 12 months at 100000 equals a million two. However, do you have a business that has seasonality? Um, are you, for example, a landscaping company in the northern part of the United States? where during the winter you probably can't do much outside, so your revenue goes to maybe zero or hardly anything. Um, If that's the case, you need to put seasonality into your business, which means you don't just divide by 12 and put that in. You need to look at your history and what typically, what percentage of your revenue usually comes in in each month. And I know some of this gets a little complex, but I've actually developed um, a tool for that, a budgeting tool that you can put in your data and it spits out and tells you exactly what your seasonality is, makes it super simple. But Having seasonality in your budget is critically important. But once you have that revenue, that's how we do it. We we start with the revenue and we break it down to say, okay, what's the goal? 
for the revenue. Make sure we have seasonality built into it now. What is your cost of goods sold? You got to make sure you have those defined really well. And you know uh, of your cost of goods sold, what percentage, right? You know what your margins are, things like that, hopefully. So you know that for every dollar I bring in, I spend 52 cents of cost of goods sold. So now you know that, you know, if you're bringing 100000 you should have $52,000 in cost of goods sold. Um, so you know, I'm oversimplifying this, but so that's how you would kind of look at that and build that budget. But it's critically, critically important to put that in. And then for the overhead type of thing, the admin expenses, you go line by line. You just literally go down and say, okay, historically, you can't really do percentages and things like that. But you look at, you know, for example, what's your rent? You know what your rent is uh, per month. You put that in. You layer that in. What are you spending on marketing, um, things like that? And you might be using a percentage for some of these. For example, that's what I recommend. You should spend a certain percentage of your revenue on marketing to ensure you're reinvesting back in the business. Um, so the, that's those are the, the things that are really important. And, and what that allows you, again, to do is as you're going through the year, let's say that for a given month you needed to have $100,000 in revenue to get towards your goal for that, uh, your annual goal. Well, you're at 80000 Okay, why? Where? What line items are you falling behind on? So that allows you to be able to look at it and say, okay, we fell 20000 short. It, 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 did we fall 20000 short sort of spread out all over our products and services? Was there one particular product that was kicking butt and way ahead of the game and you know, three were behind? Why are they behind? Um, are we not selling those enough? Um, you know, things like that to allow you to make those changes as you're going through the year. You don't get to August, September and say, holy crap, we're not going to make our annual goal. Or what, what do we have to do between now and the end of the year to make it? And you say, gosh, there's no matter what I do, I can't make it. It's too late. This allows you, and this is why, you, not only you have the accountability because you're going to review this every single month um, with your CFO or with yourself or whatever, um, but it again, it gives you data to be able to admit, take actions if you're behind. And frankly, if you're ahead, right? Let's say you're ahead and you know you want to increase your goals for the year. You can do that. Um, but but on the flip side, if you're running ahead, let's say, for example, and an opportunity presents itself, let's say a sponsorship opportunity, there's a big, uh, depending on your type of business, there's a big festival going on that might be really good for you to be involved with. You didn't have money in the budget originally, but now you're running ahead of budget by $50,000. Well, gosh, I, it, does it make sense to spend $20,000 to be a headline sponsor for this festival, for example? If you didn't have a budget, you wouldn't know that. You would either do what a lot of business owners do and blindly spend the $20,000 even when you might not have it and you shouldn't have done that and end up in a cash flow situation or end up losing money. Or you would say, ah, no, I didn't have, I, I don't have the money for it when actually maybe you do have the money. So again, a budget is so, so important, very, very important to be able to track those things as you go throughout the year. So that is the second pillar. Again, first pillar from the first segment, cash flow, this one budgeting. And we're next, we're going to talk in the last segment about pricing. Are you frustrated with trying to grow your business? You're not alone because the business growth experts at TriTraction are here to help. TriTraction's proven business systems, marketing, and sales formula has helped many businesses like yours achieve amazing results. Could your company benefit from explosive sales growth and a huge jump in website traffic? Call 800-719-4281 today for a free consultation with the business growth experts at TriTraction. That's 800-719-4281. Systems plus marketing plus sales equals business growth. Thank you for being a Mr. Biz Solutions subscriber and listening to B2B Radio. Would you like to have your business highlighted in this spot? 
You can reach our entire subscriber base, all of Mr. Biz Nation, every week and archive for future listeners. We can record your very own spot to highlight your business, and you can also use it anywhere else you want, including your website or social media. If you are interested, please email us at info at MrBizSolutions.com. Don't hesitate, because there are limited spots available. Check out both of Mr. Business National best-selling books, Pathway to Profits, and How to Be a Cash Flow Pro on Amazon. Now, once again, here's Mr. Biz. All right, welcome back to the show. And again, this week we are talking about, today we're talking about the three pillars, my three pillars of financial success, cash flow budgeting, and what we're covering this segment, pricing. So let me tell you real quick, now I know this makes, this makes a lot of sense, at least to me it does, hopefully it does for you too. Here's why pricing is so important. If you get it right, you ha- and by right, I don't mean you know, pricing. I'll just, okay, add 10% to your price. That's not what I'm saying. That's not at all what I'm saying. But if you get pricing right, you can make more income. You can end up with more money in your pocket at the end of the year with less sales. Less sales, more money in your pocket. That sounds like a pretty pretty solid winning formula for me, right? I'm sure it does for you as well. On the flip side, if you get this wrong, if you get it wrong, it leads to failure. So let me give you a little bit about a little background on that. So let's say, for example, that your pricing is off. And again, again, I should mention, I have never worked with a business still to this day that has had their their pricing 100% nailed down correct. Um, there's all every business has always had something right, and a whole variety of different things. Whether it be they have a product or service or maybe more than one that is they have priced it unprofitably. They don't even realize it, but for every widget or every time they sell that service, they're actually losing money, um, which obviously you can see where that goes. So imagine that scenario where you've got, let's say you have 12 different products. One of those 12, which happens to be, I don't know, 20% of your business, one of your major product products in this scenario and it's actually unprofitable. You're losing money for each one of those you sell. Now, as you can imagine, in that scenario, if you start selling that particular product or service like crazy, all you're doing is digging a deeper and deeper hole with every single sale you make. So that's why I mentioned, you know, you're quickly going to be you're you're going to fail. You're going to go bottoms up here very quickly. It's going to be like quicksand. You're going to be running like crazy and you're just going to continue to sink and sink and sink. Um, I've had this, again, I've got all kinds of stories with this one, but, you know, I had one particular company that manufactures um, uh, things for remodelers and new home builders. Well, they had the largest new home builder in the area as a customer. And so you would think, oh my gosh, it's cash cow. It's great. Um, I started working with them and found out really quickly that that particular customer, cash cow customer, so to speak, was only uh, ordering one of their products. And the one product they were ordering had the thinnest margins. So it was already, already going to be a challenge um, to, to make money off of that product. But uh, they were very challenging to deal with on a regular basis. So we had to send guys out to do, um, uh, you know, fix things and do that. And we looked at quality controls. Our quality control poor? It's, well, it wasn't that. You know, are there things we can fix on our end? Well, we came up with nothing on that. They were just challenging. And so we needed to bake that into the pricing. So we... Literally had to go back to them, sit down with their COO and say, look, here's the deal. We need either need to have you buy additional products, allow us to bid, and you can buy other products that we have, right, to kind of offset what we're losing from them on the one product. 
or we need to increase our prices to you, or last option, we need to stop doing business with you. Um, unfortunately, it turned out to be option three, and we had to stop doing the business with them, which again, sounds very counterintuitive, this cash cow, high volume, uh, high profile client uh, customer, but uh, that's what we had to do because we were actually losing money on every single product. Um, you know, another scenario, I have a, a, a had a client that before they started working with me, had an opportunity to bid on a project, a large project that was about 20% of their uh, annual revenue. So, of course, they were very excited, and he bid very aggressively as a, as a result of that. And, uh, you know, I started after he had bid on that project and began working on that project, which, again, you can imagine the logistics and, 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 uh, and challenges with a project that large for a company of that size it was very challenging and a big pain in his neck. So I started working with him several months after he had already won that bid and won that project, et cetera. And I had to sit down with him and tell him, and this is the example of how you can make more money with less sales. So that project was about a $220,000 project and it ended up costing him $270,000. So what I mean by that is he literally for the, for the privilege of doing business with that client lost, gave them $50,000 essentially didn't actually give them 50,000. Right. But it cost him $50,000. So in that scenario, think about it. He could have not done that project. His revenue would have gone down by the 220,000, but he would have saved 270,000 of expense. So at the end of the day, he would have made in his pocket an additional $50,000 by not doing that project, lower revenue, higher net income uh, because he didn't price it right. And so, you know, some of the things to do on pricing, and again, again I, what I mean by fixing your pricing or optimizing it, is, optimizing it is not just simply, hey, let's just add 10%. No, that's not ex at all what I mean. You need to create a pricing model, which again, I've, I've developed a pricing model, which is, uh, you know, you can, it's kind of plug and play. You can plug things in and spit out the numbers pretty easily. And um, depending on the type of business you have, we made it so it's pretty flexible. But it's very, very important to ensure that each and every project, product, service, et cetera, that you have is at the profit margin that you're looking for. And, of course, you could have some that are lower than others, maybe because of competitive pressures um, from your competition, your local competition. Um, they could be loss leaders. You bring people in at a certain product, and you're willing to take a lesser, lower profit margin on that particular product because you know that's going to lead to um, other business with them, uh, and you can you know sell them additional products. And once they experience the one sort of lower product uh, profit product that they're going to want more, um, and those are some higher margin products. And so you can you can do that. But the main thing you want to do is you want to make sure that you're not you don't have unprofitable products. That's what I call the silent business killer, because again, I can't say that every single business uh, has this, but. Almost every business I've worked with has at least one product or service that unknowingly, that's why I call it the silent business killer, unknowingly they have that's actually priced to lose them money. And again, I call it silent because most owners, when we start to review things, say, well, of course I don't have anything that I price unprofitably. Well, no, you don't knowingly do it. But often what happens is there are pieces missing from the pricing puzzle, and that's where the unprofitable, unprofitability comes in. I had someone who was a manufacturing company, and this is going to sound really crazy when I tell you this, but she did manufacturing over, she's based in the United States. She did manufacturing, uh, she was basically a conduit for manufacturing, and she had contacts in Hong Kong, and so she would have manufacturing done in Hong Kong for U.S. companies, then have those products shipped here. 
Um, and then again, she was basically the conduit. Guess what she didn't have included in her pricing? And again, you're going to think, oh my gosh, I would never do that. I promise you, this is a very intelligent businesswoman. She had been in business for several years, but this <laughs> one thing she did not have shipping, shipping. How she left that out, I have no idea. She even had the cost of, of customs, right? When you bring goods into the country, uh, the, the cost associated with bringing those goods in, she had that, but she didn't have shipping. So again, sometimes as a business owner, you're so much in the weeds that you miss those things. That's just an example of, again, savvy business person had been in business for several years, not some, you know, some person that's not very smart. She's a very smart person. That's just an example. So pricing, very, very important. All right, so we're almost out of town time here, so I wanted to make sure we go through, again, three pillars of financial success that I talk with. Every single business that I work with, we start with these three. We spend the appropriate amount of time as we need, um, depending on how advanced or, or elementary you are in each of these, but cash flow. Got to have your cash flow right, uh, or you ought to be out of business quickly. Budgeting. Budgeting is not like a diet. You build a budget based on goals. It gives you an ability to measure how you're trending versus those annual goals every single month. And most importantly, be able to adapt and make changes uh, as if you're falling behind or even if you're ahead to make sure you reach those goals. And finally, we would just talk about pricing. Those are the three, cash flow, budgeting, and pricing. Those are the three pillars of financial success. And that is all the time we have for today's show. So thanks for listening, guys. Thanks to our show sponsor, Capital Plus. You can reach them at 855-522-3951. Have a great week, and don't forget, cash flow is king. This has been Mr. Biz Radio, sponsored by Capital Plus, a division of United Capital Funding Group. Capital Plus is your trusted resource for commercial financing and accounts receivable management. They've been providing working capital to businesses nationally for more than 27 years. Learn more about them at capplus.com forward slash Mr. Biz. Or to schedule a free consultation, call 855-522-3951. 